Andrew. Yeah. I I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand how you're feeling. Yeah. I understand that you've been feeling this way for a long time. Just it's it's a lot of frustration. And it's just frustra- it's just boiling up inside of me, Mark. Yes. I was fired up yesterday. I'm fired up again today. I just want to say yeah. before going any further. <laughs> yes. I'm very sorry that I'm 30 minutes late. You are not 30 minutes 35 late. 35 minutes late? You are 30. You are nearly 45 minutes late. I am very sorry. Mm-hmm. I was certain that I would be here mm-hmm. at 2.30. 2.30. I was confident I would be here at 2.30. 2.30. Again, yeah. I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep you waiting. I don't like being late. I don't like keeping you waiting. I know it's not right. Mm-hmm. I know it's rude. Mm-hmm. I know it's disrespectful. Oh. Let me just say, again. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Yes. And the second thing. Teamwork. Confidence. I respect you. <laughs> respect. I respect your time. Maybe you feel. There, I feel like there's a butt coming up here. Oh, no, there's no butt. There's no butt. There's no butt. There's, no but. there's just an apology. Uh huh. There's an expression of remorse mm-hmm. and understanding mm-hmm. of wronging you. Sure. Okay. Now, let me say one more thing. <laughs> the gold standard really needs to. There, mm. there are personalities. Okay. Wendy Williams. Sure. Yes. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, yes. Then there are celebrities. Yes. Dak Shepard. <laughs> okay. J- George Jer- Takai. Jared, the subway Jared, guy. Jared, the subway guy. Yes. Then you get into... Stars, I guess. Isn't that what you just... Oh, celebrities. Now it's stars. Okay. Tom Cruise, Angelina Jolie. Okay, yes. Big, big stars. American heroes. American heroes. Um, presidents. John, John Henry. John Henry. Superman. Most presidents. Okay. Um, most, again. M- yes. I'm looking at you, Ford. Millard Fillmore. Then... Then, uh, yes. There are... Titans of humanity. Titans People, of humanity. Humans who have done something to advance the human race. Yes. And to achieve something that nobody else had before. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, ever will again. We already said Jared the Subway guy. Jared the Subway Jared guy. The subway guy. <laughs> yes. Go on. And so when you show up at a showing of Interstellar. Interstellar. At 945 in Malibu. In the you showed up you were there at nine forty five in the morning yes for this this screening for a showing of Interstellar for a movie that you've seen twice now no only once oh, I don't you, see you it didn't go time. see it again I didn't get Interstellar again uh. so here's what here's what was promised me okay a showing of Interstellar at nine forty five this morning nine forty five a.m. and a luncheon yes so I'm like I like a free meal mm-hmm so, so I go to Interstellar mm-hmm. Guy comes out. He says, um, Jared from Subway is here. (laughs) (laughs) I got to call my mom. He says, um, we have a very, very special guest here today (laughs) to be at this screening. Sitting Um, in the projectionist booth. He was the second guy to walk on the moon Mm -hmm. and um, worked a lot with the space program. Yeah. This was the weirdest part was that 
he, he, he didn't bury the lead. I'll <laughs> give him that. He just comes right out and says, look, second guy on the moon. Yeah. Allegedly. And, and then you said, I thought Stanley Kubrick was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Knowing looks to everyone else. This guy knows. Second guy on the moon. Yeah. So he says that right away. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's Buzz. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Guys. And then he lists off his other accomplishments, and it's like, could have stopped. Yeah. Could have stopped at second Host guy on the of man. Monday Night Raw. Host of <laughs> that one weird segment of Monday Night Punched Raw. Punched a guy in the face Punched for the doubting the, face. the moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. So then he said, he's here. So he walks out, waves at everybody, mm-hmm. sits down, two rows in front of me, mm-hmm. worse seats. What? He his seats were worse than mine. Oh, okay. because I was pushing the edge of being too close to the screen. All right. Well, he's old. He's older. His vision's not great. exactly. Movie starts. I'm like, oh my god, Buzz Aldrin's here. Buzz Aldrin stands up and goes. First, he says, "I gotta watch," just like in that movie. That's weird. Because mm-hmm. he's an old guy. He says weird stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Let's let's go to lunch, everybody." So we follow him to the lunch place. Is this like Andy Kaufman when he like he let's told, all go to the pool? He he all said he told he took his entire audience and got milk and cookies yes. after a performance. Is that yes. like what he's doing? Is it just kind of a so he's like let's all go to lunch? Did you guys like go across the street to the Jimmy Johns and just get we went big, to big hoagies Tavern Tony's? Uh huh. And it was a rather large and expensive meal. I'd like to think that he just knew that like someone was gonna buy him a sandwich. <laughs> And so he's like, watch, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. Hey, everybody, let's all let's all go and enjoy a lunch with this national hero. Um, and then you, you suckered in humanity, humanitarian. No, I think that he. I'll buy your Salisbury steak because his wife was with him. So I bet she was like, nobody even cares anymore. He's like, oh, really? Watch this. Really? Watch, watch this. this. I'll get half this room to hey go guys, with me. I'm hungry. Anybody want to do something about that? Milk duds at him. Carve my own flesh off. Eat it. Eat it. Eat my brains for knowledge. So we go. I'm seated feet from Buzz Aldrin. And when you have the opportunity to shake hands with Buzz Aldrin Mm -hmm. and tell him that he's a national hero, Mm -hmm. a humanitarian hero. Humanitarian. A man who has done so. Because guess what? The the Wright brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. I fly all the time. I'm not impressed. <laughs> okay. I'm a pilot. I fly. Going to the moon? I Yeah. Stepping foot on the... I shook his hand. You shook his hand. I, I, I shook his hand outside of the place. Uh, outside and the I moon. I teared up. I bet you did. And my hands were shaking. And I said, I just wanted to thank you for everything that you've done for humanity. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, just getting started. Yeah. And then he walked away. You should. Why didn't you bring up? Why didn't you bring up Monday Night Raw? Let me tell you what else happened. He was talking to a woman right before I mobbed him. Sure. And I guess the woman's a composer or something. Asked him to. You showed up with your Philly cheesesteak and you said, Will you sign this for me, please? Right before a woman was talking to him. him. Yeah. No, a woman was talking to him and he said. You know, write a new song. I want to hear a new song for the space program. I'm tired of hearing "Fly Me to the Moon." He did not. He did not. Yes, he did. He did not. Yes, he did. 
He did not. Yes, he did. Okay. And if you don't believe me, there's no fucking chance you're going to believe the next thing that I say. Okay. Because the next thing that I say is going to fucking blow your mind. Yeah, I'm ready. He said, next, I want to hear Get Your Ass to Mars. He wants a song called Get Your Ass to Mars. Which is a reference to to fucking Total Recall. I know, I know. Okay. He didn't say that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So full of shit. He said this. You don't have to lie to me anymore about being late. Okay. I know you. You fucked off the Malibu and traffic got backed up on the PCH and and you. you, I know you sandbagged me. You totally sandbagged me on this. And you don't. You don't have to make these stories up. Mark, I had a weird dream last night. Okay. And I wanted to talk about it, but now we're all jammed up on time here because you're out here. With your cockamamie Buzz Aldrin stories. Ladies and gentlemen, he's he's dialing his phone right now. It's Buzz. I'm calling Buzz. You're calling Buzz Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin on the line, everybody. Must have left his phone on the moon. His hearing's bad. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Gave you a personal number, eh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 interesting. That's real interesting that the one person seems to be ducking your phone call on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to episodic memories here uh mere days before Christmas. I want to thank you for joining us. My name is Andrew and I'm sitting across from the Prince of Lies himself, Mark Gonzalez. Mark, after that riveting, riveting story that you just told, how how the hell are you? I'm great, Andrew. You're great. I'm in awe. I'm great, too. I am in awe of the things that human beings can do. <laughs> I know. And have done. They can eat big sandwiches. They can lose weight and, and, and wear the wear the pants that they used to have that were, who makes were up a story about buzz aldrin being at interstellar because we joke about it all the time i would have said obama was there you might have seen buzz aldrin there but there's no way that you were standing next to him and yes. he said i want to hear a song entitled get your ass to mars he said it there's no way have you met Buzz Aldrin? I haven't met Buzz Aldrin. Because I've met Buzz Aldrin, so I know what he sounds like and what he says to strangers in a really weird old man way. Unless you're showing up with a shiner because you decided to talk about how we saw the what, biggest lie. What was it like to work with Stanley Kubrick, huh? <laughs> Just try to slip that in. <laughs> I'm on your fucking games, Aldrin. You should have asked him about what it was like to be on 30 Rock or what it was like to be on... Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. The Canadian Space Program. You should have asked him about the Canadian Space Program. You ruined it. All right, Mark? We had an exclusive with Buzz (laughs) Aldrin, and you fucking blew it. You blew it. Assuming that this story is true, which I highly doubt. He was there, and I shook his hand. And he said to a woman, get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars, yes. He said it. Well... Good, good. I'm glad. Get get Buzz Aldrin on the blower and let him know that he's got me fired up for this episode. Cause now I'm now I'm now I'm now I'm fired up. Now I'm now I'm furious. 
He is he is he has raised my hackles. All right. Because mm-hmm. again, I I had a weird dream. Wanted to talk about it. Not gonna talk about it now. Not gonna talk about it. Not gonna talk about it. Okay. I I'm sorry. I had a thing. I had a whole okay. thing. I, okay. We were gonna talk about like mixtapes and you. F- you just you threw it in the trash. You took it. You took all my anecdotes and you just crumpled them up and you sent their ass to Mars. Yeah, where we should be. And he did not fly me to the moon. Was written for the space program. Is that what he's implying? No, I think what he was implying was that he's tired of hearing that song on like DVDs about the space program, or like hearing it play whenever he's at a parade or something. I think that's what he was tired of. Mark, I went on a date a couple days ago. How was it? It was not great. I won't bore you with the details, but it was a boring date. But I will bore you with something that I really enjoyed. Okay. So uh, I went to a bowling alley up in North Hollywood for this date because I like to get my bowl on, Mark. As much as possible. And uh, do you usually win? When I bowl, eh, like I, it depends on if I'm 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 doing well. You know, it's like sometimes you 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 feel you feel it. Like the lanes maybe oiled a specific way or that kind of thing. What about bowling on a date? Because uh, you've taken dates to bowl before, correct? Yeah, and usually I I try. Like yeah. I think the last one I I went uh, I lost actually because I wasn't I wasn't throwing very well. Yeah. But you know, you you know, you sandbag. You do what you do. You do yeah. what you do. You do what you do. We all know this. My favorite part of the whole thing was investigating which bowling alley to go to, and I turned to again one of There's the only f- one place to finest go. resources on the internet. If you want to find out what the best bowling alley is, you go to Yelp. Yes, and we've talked about our love of Yelp reviews, and I've been I've been amping this review up to one Mark Gonzalez all week. And now, Mark, now the payoff. I'll read you the Yelp review that swayed me to go to this bowling alley, which was attached to a Jerry's. Had you never been to this one? No. Oh. I just don't I don't get over the hill. That's the thing. It was up in North Hollywood. and uh, Right off of uh, Ventura, right? Yeah. And the biggest shitty, the shittiest part was this. Uh, didn't even get the bowl. Yeah. So, boring date. Paid for a bowl of soup. Got to hear this girl talk about whatever for to go with matzo ball. She went with like veggie. Like I got a sandwich and stuff, but yeah. like she was like, I'm, I'm just gonna get a bowl of soup. And she got a bowl of soup and she told me how poor she was. And Here's you your Yelp. What's that? You paid for it because she told you she was poor? I guess. I I was like, Yeah, all right, man. Sure. Here. Here you go. Wow. Do you need a couple you need a couple dollars for uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, okay. Um, Actually, if you have any quarters, because we got laundry this way. Okay, yeah, let me go in the center console here. Daniel C. of Yelp says this, a review three months ago, five stars. He says, packed house yesterday. We scheduled a small company event for our upper supervisory supervisory staff. We had eight people in two lanes for two hours. We paid $285. That's shoes included. We also spent about $215 for food for food from Jerry's. The food from Jerry's is Jerry's, LOL. I will leave it at that. I don't know what that. <laughs> Our party was scheduled for 7.30, but folks rolled in a bit late. The guy at the front desk started us at 8 without even asking me, 
At the end, we had a small tournament and they extended us for 10 minutes to complete it. Nice of them as it was a Saturday evening and as I noted earlier, it was packed like a sardine. Sardines are not bad as folks think just have to know which ones to eat. Here comes the best part. Okay. Thanks for making our evening a pleasant one. Obama, take a lesson on how to do things. Hashtag, we need real change. (laughs) (laughs) It's right there. It's right there in front Uh, of us. It's been right there the whole time, Mark. I'm not ever going to go to another bowling alley. (laughs) (laughs) This fine sir speaks so highly of this one. I just, I I rolled away from my desk and I said, I guess I went and typed a message. Uh, I said, uh, we're going to the pins in North Hollywood. She said, I live in Long Beach. Uh, You live in Culver City. That's on you. This is not convenient for anybody. I think it's going to be convenient because as we can see, (laughs) the real groundswell is here. Did you say we do need a real change? We do need, and I and I I even I showed them the review yeah. when I got to the desk, and they said, because they said opening bowl open bowling was at seven, showed up at seven, got told we have a tournament going on. Yeah, lanes won't be available till nine thirty, mm. and I said that's not change I can believe in. Mark, it's episodic memories. It's our special Christmas episode. It is our Christmas episode. Christmas by the when this goes up will be in a week. Uh, like two weeks actually it's the end of next week yeah december 25th what did you get me um five maids of milking wow <laughs> you're 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 short shrifting me on the oh boy just a second yeah phone call mark uh hey dear quick question yeah uh was buzz aldrin at this thing Did 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 we eat very? Were we like five feet away from him? Uh, probably closer. Closer. Yeah. Did when he got up to leave? Did I sprint out of there and chase him down so that I could shake his hand? Yes, you did. Okay, just curious. It really happened. It's all really happened. All right, have a good uh, have a good shopping. <laughs> okay. All right, bye. All right. I'm I'm glad that you collaborated on this on the way over. That you were like, Andrew's gonna be kind of a dick about me being late. No. So if I call you, just play along. It's our Christmas episode, Mark. And this week we watched I hear Do you hear that? What do I hear? Because you got the I know it's not the the refrigerator. You changed that. No, right? new fridge. So I hear something. What do you hear? I think I hear sling bells. Oh. Sleigh bells. Sling sling bells. He likes those French fried <laughs> gingerbread cookies. A ring ring ringling. The, jing, jing, you, you, hear, you hear sleigh bells. Yeah. You hear the clip clop of reindeer on the roof. Santa Claus Sandy Claus is here today. Yeah. I was running the other day, and there was some trolley that had a police escort that was driving around Washington Boulevard in Venice, mm-hmm. 
and like running red lights and in the trolley was santa claus <laughs> i waved to him it was a good time this, this is a busy time of year it's, for him he's got a lot of stuff to do and he's 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 got a police escort to yeah, do it traffic with. laws be damned he's got things to do and so for this episode of episodic memories mark we decided to dip into the fantastic pool of christmas related television episodes and what did we dredge up that's right it's the ninth season episode of a little show we like to call Murder, Murder she, she Wrote. Wrote. Now, Mark, what do we know about Murder, She Wrote? Andrew, this was a show that was very popular throughout much of my formative years, my childhood. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this a lot with my grandparents mm-hmm. and my brother, Michael. Mm-hmm. Basically, Angela Lansbury, national treasure. National treasure. She is our... She is our Dame Judy Dench. I agree. That's that's. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah. I'm gonna put it out there. I know a lot of you wags out there. You know what? You cynics and you critics are gonna come at me in the mainstream media like you usually do. But this time, I'm sticking to my guns. I'll take it further. I think J- Dame Judy Dench is England's Angela Andrew Lansbury. Lansbury. Oh, oof. All right. Yeah. No, I'll I'll agree. Yeah. America first. That's USA. what I say. USA. USA. Number one. Number one. The plot of this show mm-hmm. is that Angela Lansbury plays Jessica Fletcher. That's correct. A crime novelist turned professor? Yes. Uh, who lives in Cabot Cove, Maine, mm-hmm. who solves mysteries. As like a side project. Well, the thing, the joke is every time she goes somewhere, Someone somebody dies. Killed. Yeah. Which seems a little suspicious. It does. It's it's it. it I would feel bad about it the f- after maybe like the first hundred or so. Yeah. But then after like a hundred and fifty, I'm just I just consider myself an omen. She should have a weird sort of survivor's guilt. I would think <laughs> every time she's around, someone ends up getting plugged. Yeah. Uh, but that's the show. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it when I was younger. So I guess this is my cheat this is my you know wwe monday night raw yeah where we're breaking the rules here this is a show that i've seen before but i haven't seen it in decades at this time mm-hmm. uh but i remember liking it i remember really enjoying it um and i remember thinking it was good and then so i was excited to sit down and watch this episode mm-hmm. of murder she wrote well mark let's let's get all holiday up in this piece as 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 the kids as we do as the kids say as you're wont to do and a segment we call hey 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 what's, what's going, going on here hey 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 what is going on here mark murder she wrote was created by peter s fisher richard levinson mm-hmm. and william link Levinson and Link met in 1946 okay. in junior high. 1946 in junior in high. In junior high over their love of puzzles and the detective novels of Ellerly Queen. Wow. So they worked together in television for 43 years. From, from did, junior high Did they onward. finish junior high, or did they say, let's just do it, man? Let's just they just, they dropped LA. out, and they said, let, we're going to just do a bunch of fucking stuff, yeah. man. we got to do this before we get too old, man. This is a young man's game. We're, I'm going to turn 15 next month. we got to get on <laughs> we gotta this. we got to get on this shit, man. Just go go tell your parents. It's fine. It's fine. Like Nobody... Oh. 
tell your parents you're staying at my place and I'll tell my parents I'm staying at your place. But instead forever. We're going to Hollywood and we're going to write <laughs> uh, mystery shows. Detective shows. And they did. These guys co-created shows like Columbo. Yes. Mannix. Yes. The television series of Ellerly Queen and of course, Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote. Levinson died in like 87 or 88. Aww. And uh, Link went on to work on a couple other mystery shows, including 1994's The Cosby Mysteries. Controversial that you would bring that up now. I'm just, it's just there, man. It's a fact. I'm just reading facts. I remember watching Cosby Mysteries on A&E. Yeah, they showed repeats of yeah. it. I think it originally was on CBS. I think you're right. Murder, She Wrote first aired on September 30th, 1984 and ran for 12 seasons 84 1984 that is insane to me that this show was on before i was born september 30th 1984 ran for 12 seasons plus four television movies the original run ended on may 16th 1996 but the tv movies aired up until about i think the last one was in 2007 wow so she's been playing this she played this character for nearly 20 years that is insane that this show, this show had legs, and the only reason that they canceled it was they like shifted it around on the schedule because they were just like we're tired of catering to old people. Yeah, and this was a this CBS, show. This right? was a CBS show. Uh, this show would have aired forever uh, if they wanted it to, but they decided to 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 not. This, the episode we watched was entitled "The Christmas Secret," the se- uh, season nine, episode nine program of Murder She Wrote, airing. First, on January 3rd, 1993, so it actually aired after Christmas, <laughs> uh, written by Bruce Lansbury. Yeah. Any relation? Brother of Angela Lansbury. Oh. He wrote several episodes of this show and produced shows like Mission Impossible and Wild Wild West. Wicky wicky wild, wicky wild. This episode directed by Anthony Shaw. Yeah. Son of Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> After nine, nep- at ne- nine seasons, <clears throat> you can hire whoever the fuck you want. Nepotism, she wrote, is Aww. what I'd like to say here. Yeah, but I would argue that this show wasn't misdirected. No, it wasn't. I wouldn't say that it was poorly written. He directs a ton of her stuff because yeah. all the TV movies were directed by him. He directed a lot of the later, the, basically the back half of this of this series. It was like eighty plus episodes, but. 276 episodes of this show. Almost as much as TBS's House of Pain. <laughs> and uh, it's it's incredible that this show lasted as long as it did. So I was ner- well, I was I'll say right now, I was nervous when we watched when I saw that it was a season nine episode, because I was like, oh, I bet it's not good by then. <laughs> but like what we watched was fine in my opinion. Serviceable. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's dive right in. We open up with another thing, and I've said we've said this before. It's a thing I love—a recap the of recaps. what you're gonna see. Yeah. Oh, well, it's the next tonight on Murder, Murder She, she wrote. wrote, and we so we're seeing scenes of what's gonna happen. There's and somebody in a Santa outfit shooting somebody. The best part, literally, <laughs> the last shot we see is somebody in a Santa outfit pointing their gun at the camera <laughs> and firing Just this gun, blowing them away. And it was I. I was like. This is great. This is great. I'm on board. Let's yeah. fucking do this. We get uh, the opening titles as well. And I 
like, Mark, it doesn't take much to impress me, apparently, because, first of all, banging theme song. Sets the tone right out. It's a piano piece that, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I I had a flashback. Zoom into your eyes. Yeah, this is a song I have not heard in years, and I was like, because yeah, like, like hear the piano playing, you know the song. She's a writer, and like the the like the the, the it's kind of going in time with her and typing, typing yeah. on a typewriter. But the I think my favorite part of the whole thing is is Angela Lands. It, this isn't like an ensemble cast. It's not like CSI or uh, it's not even Diagnosis Murder, where it's Dick Van Dyke his son exactly and then like some, another doctor yeah or like yeah like where Matt, there's a cast of five people no like there are series regulars yes but like it's just angela lansbury so for the full like minute of the opening titles it's just a bunch of of shots of her doing stuff most of them not crime related it's it really punches up the fact that she's a writer more than somebody who solves crime. She's a writer and she lives in Maine. Like yeah. those are the two things. It's like, it's like her riding a bike. She's riding a bike. Her through, catching a f- through the Jaws set at <laughs> Universal Studios. Yes. It, it is. I remember they've always point that out on the tour. Uh, her uh, like catching a, a fish. She's like coming she's back with fishing. a tackle box. She's uh, doing gardening. She's yeah. She's she like teaching at students. Yes, in a she, way she that writes the word. Remember, like she writes the word motive on the board, and then she points right at a student. And she she's kind of pointing at the camera. Like is it like is she? Oh, she's calling. It. Is that me? Is it me? I I I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not, I'm not sure. I, I I I I read the pages. Uh, I think what's more important is that we talk about <laughs> the the gold standard. Um. Uh, you so you didn't read the pages. I read you, the pages. You didn't and I, read the pages. I think I like the way that it. It, it reminded me of the Matrix movies. Oh for, no! Move on. We're moving on. Because we're moving on. No, we're moving on. Das Stoyevs. Oh boy. Just ski. Yes. Was um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You didn't read the pages. Okay. Great. Does anyone else have any ideas? I didn't read the pages. You didn't read the pages. I don't think she knows though. But then interspersed is like her like raiding a tomb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's got like like a can't or no, she's got a flashlight she's and she's flashlight. got like a shovel yeah. as well. Like she's <laughs> breaking into a crypt. Yeah, uh, and I'm just and and again her writing things and then she puts her manuscript into the thing. She f- closes it and murders you. A, Bang. A, a menu book apparently it's like a leather menu <laughs> a she's, really she's nice preparing restaurant. her resume for, <laughs> for a job interview yeah we jump in act one opening scene uh, a proud dad is introducing a new person to cabot cove at a, as, at a christmas party yeah charlie who we who you find out the man he's introducing is named charlie is marrying his daughter elizabeth yes or bat jessica talks to another party goer Seth. Yes, the, the town doctor. Town doctor. Now, when I saw this guy, yeah, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier in the week, it was like when I get a Facebook request from somebody <laughs> I went to high school with. Where I'm like, I think I know who this person is, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Uh, decline. Decline. No, no, no. I, 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 if, I don't if, know. If, if I did know him, he's probably a dick. Yeah. So she's so she's talking to Seth, and basically all this scene is doing is just ladling in motive as fast as possible. 
everybody's motive. Everybody's motive. She's the person she, at a party who's like, that fucking guy over there. What's his story? Yeah. And some, some fucking gossip is like, oh, didn't you hear? He doesn't like that he didn't get the promotion. Oh, I see. What about this guy coming out of the bathroom? He's banging the secretary. <gasps> oh, okay. no. Okay. And uh, this guy over here, what's he up to? Secretary's husband. I bet he'd like to kill the first guy. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so she's just playing the field. She's just scoping it out. She's like, who can I pin the blame on? So basically what we find out is uh, Charlie here is getting a nice promotion because he's marrying into this family. Yes. I don't know that's going to sit too well with the son of a certain partner. Bert Lazarus, Irving, son. Well, isn't he the office manager for the company? Yes, but that's not the same as being a vice president, and that is what Alan has promised his future son-in-law. Charlie got himself an MBA in the Army. As I recall, poor Bert flunked math in high school. How do you remember that? Like, what is the population of Cabot Cove that she can remember everybody's high school records? But then no... Zero people except for the sheriff and the doctor. Like, she has to constantly be introduced to people. Yeah. Because apparently Cabot Cove has a shit ton of people that get murdered frequently. Well, I was also wondering about this. And, I mean, I'll bring it up now, but we'll go into it further later on. They go into the town municipality in this episode, like the town government. Mm Mm-hmm. To a degree that left me wondering, is this... Are they... Is this backstory? Or do... Have we already... Season nine, have we not already explored like who's in charge of the town? No. no, so it's just whomever. They're like, guess what? We got a governor. They just need people to get murdered, Mark, and to be suspects. And, yes, that are later murdered. Yes, in in prison. Yes, where you know Jessica pins the wrong person, and then they get there's a hit put out. We on got them. the wrong guy, and then she like slips fifty dollars to somebody. He's like, keep him quiet. Put some grind up some glass. And <laughs> put it in his jello. So Bert, Bert gets passed over for this VIP job. We're also introduced to Floyd. Floyd owns the hardware store. Yes. And boy, howdy, does he have hardware because he's making out with a girl yes. when we meet him. He's making out in the side room at the party, and he is, he's, he's making the rounds. Bert and Floyd and the makeout lady watch the engaged couple give each other rings, and makeout lady seems like she's bummed. Makeout lady seems crazy. She seems nuts to begin with. She seems kind of like a dick, but at the same time, she's like, what would it take to get that kind of heart, you know, ring on my finger? Yeah, guy and I'm making out with. Floyd Floyd, Floyd essentially says, like, why don't you go uh, take, a, take a hike, dame? He, yeah, he makes a comment to his brother, I think, that's like... Someone ought to tell Wanda that nobody's going to buy something that she gives away. Which I have a weird relationship with my brother's... Mm. I think, or I don't know. But I can't imagine saying to one of them, like, I'm banging that broad. Crazy, right? (laughs) Up top. Up top. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, She says, you're going to be in for one hell of a surprise. surprise. Makeout girl. Yeah, this is makeout girl, who we're we're told her name is Wanda. Uh, More motive is as Bert fumes about missing out on getting with Elizabeth. Like he's he he had he, wanted Elizabeth. He yeah. essentially implies that they were dating in high. Well, he doesn't imply. He says there we were dating in high school. Which, from the look of these people, that was like thirty five years yeah, ago. They, so they have get over those, it. Like fur coats and the pennant that says yeah. like Harvard on it. Yeah. 
Uh, Jessica gives some man advice to Elizabeth while Charlie talks about his background to Elizabeth's parents. Charlie says, oh, I grew up in foster homes. I was kind of moving around a lot. Blah, 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 blah. But I was a soldier. Yes, he is a soldier. And this is important because the sheriff comes over and says, hey, I hear you're a pretty good shot. You want to join our pistol team? Which I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Sign wanna, me up, you wanna Sheriff. Come play, you want to come play pistols with us next week? <laughs> Hell pew, pew. yes. Pew, pew, pew. Charlie announces, yes, I do. I've got my gun. My gun is in, in my ho- trunk. Is in the hotel room. In the hotel room. And uh, so, yeah. I'll Charlie, yeah, Charlie tells the sheriff in a point that in no way will come back to haunt anyone, that his pistol is at the hotel. Loudly announces. Charlie and Beth kind of implying that they're going to go bang back at the hotel. Jessica walks out with Seth, and we learn that Seth's a bit of a pill regarding Christmas. Yes. Seth uh, is still hung up over the fact that when he was 10 years old, he was really excited about getting a train set. But then when he came down on Christmas Day... His dad gave him... Socks and underwear. Yes. And that ruined him forever. Here he is, a 50-plus-year-old man... And he is still heartbroken over the fact that he did not get a toy get train. His toy train. And Jessica's like, Jesus Christ, Doc. Why All don't you right. just fucking... You're a medicine doctor because you sure as hell aren't like a therapy doctor. Like a brain doctor. Charlie heads to his car and he finds a wrapped gift of a Willie Nelson tape. However, when he puts it in the tape deck, he finds and listens to a woman's voice that essentially is blackmailing him for something. I know your secret. Hello there. This is a friend of yours. I know the game you're playing. Unless you want me to blow the whistle. Be at Sally's Landing at 10 tonight. Charlie! Beth comes into the car, and he, like, hides the tape really quick. He yeah. seems really... He was really freaked out by the tape. At the hotel, he listens to the whole tape, and then... Beth also says, Oh, I love Willie Nelson. Put yeah. it on. Which is a joke you and I would write. Yes. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Willie Nelson. Yeah. And he, like, fumbles with it. He's, and then he, like, makes out with her. So she, like, drops the subject. Yeah. It's, I guess that's what... Is that what guys do to, like, get girls? Because, like, girls will cry. Guys to, will just kiss somebody in order to get them to stop talking about something. Is that what happens? Only if it's Willie Nelson. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. Uh, I will remember that for the future. Yeah. I just uh, say, I got nothing but Willie Nelson tapes <laughs> just lying in my car. Here are our options, babe. We could listen to him or we could make out. Uh, I guess we'll <laughs> listen to him. Sour news, Jack. I ain't got no tape deck. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when the date was going even further south. At the hardware store that Floyd owns, Jessica shows up and she wants to buy some wrapping paper. She notices that the clerk answers the phone and uh, looks really weird as she's listening on the receiving end of of this phone call. But it's a weird scene because Jessica, all Jessica does through most through most of the show is she just kind of stands around and observes things. Shows up, looks around. And then she leaves. Yeah. Charlie heads off to meet with this woman. When he gets there, he sees the makeout woman, Wanda. Wanda. Gets worried, and then he drives away. Yeah. Act two. Wanda is acting like a total dickhead to Amy at uh, the uh, the town rec center as they... As they Get ready for the Christmas pageant. Christmas is coming, guys. Yeah. So everyone's got to show up. Like, I said again, Cavett Cove fluctuates from like small town where everybody knows each other because like, and Jessica apparently has nothing but free time on her hands because they're like, hey, She's a writer. Hey, we're uh, we're we're uh, um, decorating the the rec center for Christmas. She's like, I'll 
I'll fucking I'll be, there. be there. I'll fucking be there. I'm I am president of decorating <laughs> the there. shit out of this building. <laughs> I am the mayor of being there. I'm gonna make nothing but a chain of construction paper <laughs> you from just here watch. to Bangladesh. You fucking doubt me. Fucking doubt me. No, I think she just doesn't like to buy coffee. No, oh, she just goes. So they're like, food. we got free food, sandwiches, coffee. She's like, I'll be there. Jessica gets gossip from Beth, who says that Wanda is a skank from upstate, and Wanda likes Floyd. Now, this scene rang true to me. Mm. Two women just dishing the dirt at a at a community rec center. Yeah, something about this just seemed right for one of them to, and then for one of them to be slut shaming. A stranger, effectively. <laughs> Basically, she's like, like, you know that woman you've never met before? Slut. Huge slut. She's like, Wanda Wanda gets around, and she'll fucking bang anybody, but married, Amy. single, quadruped, she does not give a shit. <laughs> I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Total whorebag. Am I right? Yeah. We, I can't, I, it's mean, but it's I said just it. us I girls. Said it. I said it. No, she's I'm nice. Sorry. She's nice. Sorry. She's not nice. sorry. Such a whore. <laughs> but Amy, the clerk, the clerk at the, at the hardware store has the hots for the owner, Floyd. Floyd. But Wanda is banging Floyd. So there's our, that's our love triangle. Beth is worried that Charlie is screwing around on her. So Jessica says, in just the weirdest kind of advice, just go fucking snoop. <laughs> just kind of go and drop in and Let see me what tell you what I'd do. Fucking snoop. Just go through his shit, man. Yeah. What's he going to do? He can't get mad at you because if he gets mad at you, he's got secrets. Ask ask him ask to see his text messages. Ask to see him. Give him no warning. Just, just say, let just me see give, your phone. Give me your phone. Give, give me your phone, phone right now. And guess what? If it's locked, you got problems. You got problems. You got fucking problems. Uh, so <laughs> starts doing a stand up. <laughs> let me let me tell you about ladies. Yeah. Ladies, you know where I'm coming from with this. Now, if your man is locking his cell phone, he's like, "Girl, you better lock him out of your cell phone." Be yeah! all. I just like to read the articles. Nobody reads the articles. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, she's right. She, he doesn't. Read I don't. The I don't read he the articles. Read the I articles. don't. It's true. Back at the hardware store, we see that Amy is using the extension to eavesdrop on Floyd's phone calls. We see her expression, and she's she's got like a weird like, uh oh, yeah, kind of expression. Jessica uh, is required to go get four red balloons from we Wanda. Need four red balloons. Four red balloons. We're starting a nuclear war. We're going to get this shit done immediately. So Jessica walks back to the locker room. Where Wanda is blowing up balloons. Apparently, sometimes you just want to be alone at a rec center blowing up hot air balloons. So you go to the stinky women's locker. And you just sit in there and just just act like a shithead to everybody. She's blowing up a ton of balloons. And uh, she she tells Jessica, hey, go get my lunch and I'll give you these fucking balloons. And Jessica's like, isn't your lunch in that fucking locker? And Wanda is like, Slams the locker oh, shit, uh, don't look in my locker, you you fucking old bat. Like, she gets really mad, and she's kind of a dick about it. And she's like, take these four fucking balloons. Jessica's like, look, I just want four fucking red Give balloons. Give me four red balloons. She gives her four green balloons. Right. And Jessica figures out. Right away. You're colorblind, aren't you? Yeah. You genetic defect. You awful monster. <laughs> So, that, which I feel like if it had been the other woman, she would have said, got got too much cum in your eyes. Can't tell <laughs> the color of the balloons. But Jessica is at least polite enough to say, 
I think you have. I think you're, you're, you're probably colorblind. colorblind. Uh, and then the Beth one, would say you're 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 blind to good taste because you you bang anything that that walks. Ooh. Now she knows. Having, she knows what she did. Having read as many mystery novels and seen as many of these TV shows, this is all I need to know. That's like. Because there's red herrings, yes. and then there's this. There's this. And which... you're like, this is not a red herring. This is in there for very ding, good ding, reason. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Beth goes to Charlie's hotel and immediately begins playing the tape that she saw earlier. It's Her. weird because uh, she goes to Charlie's hotel room, and all that's on the bed is a lone tape <laughs> player, <laughs> the one tape, and his, his like uh, uh, um, date book. Yeah, but imagine before she knew that there was like a hidden message on that. Imagine she comes into the hotel room and she's like, "Fucking finally, finally. <laughs> <laughs> on the road again." <laughs> Just gonna wait. What Listen is this to shit? The best of Willie Nelson, for Christ's sake. She's just <laughs> furious. She's she like, wanted. I just wanted to hear just one fucking Willie Nelson song. song. Yeah. So she hears this this blackmail message and she looks in on the date book and she's and it's like twelve thirty at the seaside hotel. She's like, I'm gonna catch I'm gonna catch him in the act. Which, That's what I'm gonna fucking do. I love the I for me it's bizarre enough to write down keep an appointment book because I'm not from that time. Mm. Um the, but the end of December. Is that the time? Yeah, that that's the time not frame? that's the time I'm not from anymore. But it's also bizarre to me to be like, I don't want to be late to my blackmail. So <laughs> let me just schedule this in. And then, well, what did somebody else call? And they're like, this, this is your dentist. Do you want to come in for cleaning on Tuesday at noon? Let me just, oh, getting blackmailed. I have something then. I'm getting sorry. I'm sorry. Right then. I'm so glad I look. I never look. Dr. Hessen, I, I got I to gotta reschedule. Do, do, you, do you have other openings due to blackmail? Oh, you do? Okay. I do have to... <laughs> I do have to request a little bit later. <laughs> so she decides to head over to the Seaside Hotel and see what uh, old uh, yeah, who this guy's banging jerk ass is up to. Uh, she sees Charlie go up and embrace a woman on the on the porch of this hotel and give her a kiss on the cheek, and they yeah. enter the hotel. She gets upset. She cries. She leaves. She drives away. The town is watching. <laughs> Bangs her fists on the dashboard and screams, I can't even listen to a Willie Nelson tape to make me feel better. Yeah, she looks, she goes for the tape and puts yep. it in, and then it's just absentmindedly, yeah. this will make me, oh, oh no! no! Willie, make me feel better. Later that day, the town is watching the sheriff's dumb acapella choir. Beth is sulking around the party. So yeah. Beth's at the party. Amy's at the party. Uh, uh, Wanda's at the party. Like everyone's kind of skulking around. Jessica's at the party. Jessica's at the party. Whoever is the Cabot Cove party planner is just like raking it in. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Charlie sees Wanda and sneaks after her while they're at the party. Jessica sees this and also follows. Seth has left to go dress as Santa Claus. So now, like, all of this is taking place in like the women's locker room area. Charlie. A lot happens in the women's locker room, apparently. It's like the men's locker room at my gym. <laughs> Your gym in West Hollywood. Yeah, a lot is going there's on. A lot in of, there. There's a lot of balloon blowing happening. Oh! <laughs> I don't even know what that means. 
While Charlie is looking for Wanda, he hears a gunshot and goes into the women's locker room and sees that Wanda has been shot. Yeah. She's been shot on the side of the head. A person in a Santa costume leaves that he thinks is Seth. Yes. We as the audience believe it's Seth. No, we know it's not. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? Wanda's been shot. Jessica's like, oh, my God. Another fucking murder. Oh, great. Oh, oh, good for me. Must be Tuesday. (laughs) Act three starts. We find out that, shockingly enough, in a a brilliant stroke of of change in Jessica Fletcher's life, this woman's not dead. Yeah. (laughs) She was... She was seriously shot. wounded, she's like mortally wounded, but she's not dead yet. Yeah. Which if I were Jessica, I'd be like, well, she will be. <laughs> I don't don't get comfortable. Is this like Disneyland? Like we need she she's got to go off. She's got to go out of, out of town and co- before have a cove we before. can label her dead because I'm pretty sure she's dead. The police find a Santa outfit and Jessica notices that Wanda's locker is open and is missing whatever the hell was in there before that she was so mad about. Her lunch. (laughs) She ate it. (laughs) (laughs) I can solve one mystery. This will crack it right open. Beth tells Charlie that she heard the tape and she's like what the fuck is this about? Before Charlie can explain like let me explain. Bert shows up and he's found a gun that was dumped in the bushes that smells like it's been freshly fired. It's Charlie's that he loudly announced at the party. In his car, loaded. (laughs) How great it is. The sheriff tells him not to leave town, but then in the immediate next scene, Beth goes to Jessica and says that Charlie's been arrested for the murder, the attempted murder of Wanda. Jessica Um, corrects her. It'll be a murder. It's it's gonna be. Trust me. Just give me, we got old Butterfinger Seth over here. (laughs) I I need you and your ball butterfingers. Beth explains that it's Wanda's voice. Our lives are in your hands, and you've got butterfingers. Beth explains that it's Wanda's voice on the tape and tells Jessica about the lady Charlie saw at the motel. And Jessica can't believe it. He's like, she's incredulous. She's like, Charlie's a fucking square. There's no way that he's gonna screw around on you. It's he's he's screwed yeah. up like. He screwed up in the head. He might have killed that woman. He probably killed that woman. But, but no. He's probably not going Two behind. Two-timing you? No. That doesn't seem right. Jessica talks with the sheriff who says that Wanda was involved in an embezzlement scheme last year regarding the city's pension fund to the tune of $400,000. Now, I have to wonder. Yes. This show is marketed towards an older audience. Yes. How frequently do you think that like the bigger schemes are related to pensions? There's, Health insurance. I was thinking this the same thing because Floyd jumps. Damn in, kids on your lawn. Floyd comes into this scene to say like, "Oh yeah, it was totally, it was totally Wanda. Like yeah. she's fucking around. She, we left for Portland and then we came back and the books were all fucked up. And then, I didn't mention it until right now. The next scene, Jessica is trying to puzzle out some of these plot threads with Seth. Yeah. Who says basically the same thing of. I'm blasted if that isn't the meanest thing a person can do. Depriving retired folk of their independence. Another good reason to keep Wanda alive, Seth. I mean, she is the only person that can help us to locate the money. Like, I just imagine the the folks at home. My grandparents. Ooh. Fucking bitch. I hope that whore rots in hell. (laughs) That'll teach her that harlot. I hope she stays alive, but she's like paralyzed from the neck down. That shits herself every day. What a trollop. 
Uh, she puzzles out with Seth about like, there's all this shit happening. The gun, the the, the city pension, Wanda. Where, where's this all going? And Seth's like, you know, Beth did have access to that gun, so technically she's also a suspect. Yeah. Jessica goes to the hotel room to find out who the hell Charlie was seeing that day. Right. And she finds out that, well, it wasn't, it's not some fucking ex or something like that. It's just his sister. And she's like, ah! Oh. Ah! <laughs> She says, phew, great, we can figure this out. It's just incest. That's great. This little little girl comes around the corner. She says, oh, that's your daughter? Oh, great, there's your fucking kid, great. Does she have a gun? Yeah. Is everybody armed in this fucking town? Is she on the pistol team, too? And, And his sister says, no, that's not my daughter. That's Charlie's daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Commercial. Act four, Charlie's sister explains how Charlie's former fiance died during childbirth while he was in Iraq. Charlie was all fucked up over it, and his sister took first, the kid. First time. Yes, the first time. This is during Desert yeah. Storm. Think about it. Think about it. Am I right? Am I right? I would love for... What, what I wanted to happen in this scene is anywhere there would be like a period on what the sister is saying, we should replace that with comma... Shouldn't I be telling this to the police? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Charlie was with me for much of the time. And can we get the police here? Like, I am I going to have to just say it again if we get the police? No, it's fine. Isn't it interesting that that like the police haven't talked to me, but you you're talking. You're to me? seeking me out. Like that's it's interesting because like I'm a d- blood relative of the man who's yeah. now been arrested for this potential murder. You, you'd think that like. If like, there, maybe the cops would talk to me. Keep going. If there was a shooting crime, you would think they would want to investigate this a little more. Or maybe even, like, the local media. Not just you. Yeah. Like, the, a woman almost got murdered. Like, you'd think someone would knock on my door other than this retired well, novel. I, I, I appreciate that, Mrs. Fletcher. But, uh, okay. Well, anyway, Charlie was all fucked up over the fact that his former fiance died and he couldn't handle the fact that he's got this kid now. And he's like, Oh, I was in foster homes all the time and I don't know what's going to happen to me. You just deal with it. Yeah. So the sister has been raising his kid this whole time in Cabot Cove, I guess. I thought she was visiting. Oh, that's it. You're right. Cause she's at the hotel. Yeah. Oh, and he also never told Beth about this kid. So, gonna get around to it it's you know it's on the, it's in my date book if you had turned the page january it's, 1st it's actually in his vows Ooh, that's a good call <laughs> to have and to hold yeah and sickness or in health kid or no kid which maybe maybe you might be surprised with the answer yeah. with that let's speed this let's along just, padre uh, can i kiss her can i kiss her yet Jessica looks over and sees that the kid is playing with a green and red ball and has a brainstorm about what the fuck happened with this stupid thing. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica also, like, freaks out and starts talking in tongues. It isn't isn't just the funny, like, close-up of her eyes. It's... Of course. Of course, the blue. Why did it? The colors. So many colors. She's freaking it's a just double rainbow. Come, come to mama. Don't, get away from the old. Get okay. away from the okay. lady. Get away from the lady. Jessica calls Floyd and tells her to meet her at the rec center because she has a lead on the pension funds. She also suggests to bring Amy. 
Right. Amy eavesdrops on this conversation and she leaves. Floyd doesn't bring Amy, but decides to bring a revolver instead. <laughs> Which is the name of his gun. It's a simple <laughs> mistake. I, you didn't say which Amy yeah. to bring. Floyd goes and... I aim the gun. I call it Amy. Oh, okay. I see. Like a, a shark I, named Bitey. That's good. That's smart. It's fun. It's fun. We also find out in this conversation that because Floyd runs the hardware store and makes keys for everybody, he somehow also has master keys for, for everything. Basically every lock in Cabot Cove. That includes the lockers in a woman's rec center. Yes. Hotel room keys... Like, I I assume Pro- keys to the city. Like, he's got big novelty keys that he had to cut for the mayor. Pro- he's probably keys to, like, the jails and yes. the, um, the like, medicine cabinet at Seth's place. Just, just Where just is pills. that morphine just going? So many pills. Floyd goes and gets into Wanda's locker, but Amy is there, too. She says she set the whole thing up because she loves Floyd too much. Says Floyd... Get ready. She's, I'm going to become your new Saturday night thing. Yeah. Floyd pulls the gun on her and says, I don't need your fucking shit hanging over my head. So I'm, I guess I'm going to shoot you now. Yeah. The cops show up along with Jessica and say, freeze, dirtbags. We got the both of yous. Yeah. The sheriff says, I should have known it was Who is this? One, one of you. When, which Je- one, Jessica? Jessica which, which one is it? You, you said you were going to tell me in the car which one was doing what. I, I, I've been, I've been I, practicing the Carolyn thing. You know that. I, you know I was busy. I, Do, I was, oh, I was just, busy. you know, just tell them what they did. Just and say, I'll, just say, I'll, and I'll, I'll write the paperwork I'll later. Just, you know, just, it's fine. You know what? Just you type it up. I'll sign it. I'll it's sign. Fine. It's fine. fine. We'll share the credit. Okay. Jessica explains that Wanda tried to blackmail Floyd. So yes. she's the one that put the tape. She's the one that created the tape. However, because of her colorblindness, she confused uh, uh, the green car. Yes, she confused the wrong. She re- confused Floyd's car with Charlie's car. Right, Charlie's Which... car was green, or no, Charlie's car was red. But I was, I was like. Wouldn't you be able to see like you knew which car like I Well was... no, they they actually they they give it a line where they both got their same they got they have the same they car. They have the same car, it's just it, a different color. It's a different color and they got it at the same dealership because Floyd says something like, Take that car back to blah 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 and we'll trade it in for the new model. Like Floyd has a connection. Yes. So that's the that whole thing. The beautiful nineteen ninety two uh, Mercury s- Comet. <laughs> so she screwed up because her eyes don't work, and she dropped the blackmail tape in the wrong car. Yeah. This is what set Charlie in motion, though, because he f- was afraid that someone was going to blackmail him regarding his, his illegitimate child. Right. Jessica lays everything out, and so all the bad guys go to jail. Finally, it's the big dinner at the end. Floyd, well, Floyd stole the money. Yes, Floyd stole the money. Amy, Amy covered, knew. Amy knew and tried to take out Wanda because Wanda was going to blackmail Char or blackmail Floyd because she'd been eavesdropping in on the phone calls. Right, which is what she does all the time because she's in love with him. Wanda knew that the books were cooked. That the by books were Floyd. cooked, and she had stolen some of the money, and so she had money in her locker, and that's what she was hiding in the sandwich bag. Yes. So that's all that. Everything at the beginning with like. Bert and the gun and, and the all gun that and stuff. the high school stuff, all red herrings. 
Well, it, it isn't because she was because Amy used the gun. She's the one that dressed as Santa Claus. Yes, and and where we get this wonderful shot of her firing the gun as Santa Claus. She dressed as Santa Claus to shoot Wanda, but she had never fired a gun before, and she only winged Wanda. Right. But she was used the master keys from the hardware store to steal the gun that she knew was in Charlie's hotel room. Right. So now we're all on the same page. So that's everything happened. Jessica figured it out because she saw. She watched. A this, child she play with red, a red, and, ball. Red, red and green ball, and she apparently that was too the nosy. Part. She's too nosy when she makes purchases of wrapping paper. Yeah. Finally, it's the big dinner. Charlie came clean about his daughter to his family, and his in-laws fucking love this girl. It's all great. Jessica gives Seth a toy train for Christmas. Seth learns the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> he has this weird speech that seems real fucking schlocky and. Well, Seth says the true irony is at this age, I, all I really wanted was socks. Yeah. Well, Seth says the true irony is at this age, I don't even remember if I was the one that, I, if it was a movie. I think I killed, I think I, think I killed Seth. I think I shot a woman. <laughs> I shot a kid. I was dressed as Santa Claus and I think I shot someone. No, no, Seth, that was Amy, remember? No, I think it was me. I, I'm, so, I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I, I heard her cry out. It starts snowing outside, and the people inside watch the acapella group outside sing, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, and that's the end of the episode. But the thing I noticed the most is I'm pretty sure that a lot of the kids in that uh, group outside the window must have been crew members' kids because they looked bored as shit. (laughs) Did you notice that? No. They cut to these singles of these kids singing in, in the snow, and they all look just just absolutely over having to do a sixth take of we wish you a merry christmas while they're dropping like uh uh you know snow uh uh, uh soap, soap flakes on them exactly uh, and they're just like that's the best one we got yeah, that's the <laughs> so best take. We, most of the time they were either flipping off the camera <laughs> picking their nose or whatever playing their game boys and that's the Christmas Secret of Murder, She Wrote. Mark, what did you think of Murder, She Wrote in this episode specifically? I liked it. There was a lot going on. I appreciate that. I like shows where a lot happens. Uh, Angela Lansbury is very likable as Jessica Fletcher. Mm-hmm. It didn't waste a lot of time going into like personal stuff that I never find interesting. It was, here's a crime. Jessica's going to solve it. Here's some cast that maybe did it maybe not who knows let's find out Mm -hmm. together i yeah i overall i was fine with it i was upset that this is the only episode is that correct that is is correct this is the only murder she wrote episode of murder she wrote that does not include a murder so it should be called attempted murder she wrote attempted murder she wrote and and because it it is the christmas episode so it'd be kind of a downer if someone died during christmas i would like to ask you this yes how do you say the name of this show? Murder, She Wrote. It's, well, Am I crazy? It should or be, should it be Murder, She Wrote? Because well, there's a comma. There's a comma, and there's, there should be a, a, a pause there. Yeah. But most of the time when it's it's written, a lot of times it's just written as, I don't think the comma is included. Really? I think, maybe. I, like, think it, I, I usually think, see like, it is. 
I don't know, because you just want to say murder she wrote. Like you just say it like that. Well, we of... all want to say it's one word. Murder, murder she, wrote. she wrote. But murder she, she wrote. wrote. Eh. Eh. Nah. Eh. I like the show. I liked it. I think it's. I think it's good. I. I. I'll tell you right now. Like, there's a reason that Angela Lansbury won a fuck ton of Emmys. She like leads in most Golden Globe nominations for like a TV actress ever. Because every time you you like, I want to see more Jessica Fletcher just noodling things out. Yeah, I I felt. I, I felt like there were certain scenes where I was like. It's been a long time since we saw Jessica doing something. Let's, let's get back to this. Cause she's she's warm, she's affable. Like you want you want her to come solve your murder. Yeah. You want you want her to be first of all, you want her to be your grandmother and to solve your murder. <laughs> Our own murder. Yeah, I like seeing her kind of. You like seeing her nosy. This kind of nosy but likable older she's, woman exactly. who just she's, wanders into scenes and and she's 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 like she has a warmth to her but she's smart yeah. and she's like involved and it's it's against type you know it's the show that has an older woman as the lead yeah and we, we don't have these shows anymore there was this like renaissance in the late eighties where like older American like older actresses and older actors Golden were, Girls Golden Girls Diagnosis Murder Empty Nest, uh, Murder She Wrote, like we're getting a, a lot more screen time, and that is like shifted away. Yeah, I like that she's she's decidedly not a- non-actiony. Like even in Matlock, there were times where he was like jumping out of a car like, onto somebody, pull a gun on somebody. Yeah, in the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of order, Judge. But everybody would also be very. Also, she was one of the few that was very non-judgmental. Like, she got a little stern, I guess, where she was like, you stole people's pensions, assholes. But, like, I don't know. Every Everybody else, you felt like they hated crime and they hated criminals. But Jessica just seems curiously off-put a little by it, but, like, also really interested in understanding the psychology of these people. Oh, because she's going to use that to make another $3 million. Oh, yeah, she's fucking just, money. Yeah. She's just writing all these true crime novels. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's the real serial now? This show. I bet this is based on a true story. So, Mark, now that we've gotten this Christmas adventure out of the way, yes, we turn to a section of the show we like to call, well, you, you fucking, fucking do, do it. it. Despite the fact that the two of us really liked it, we both took uh, an opportunity to try and write pages for a potential next episode. The very next episode. The very next episode of Murder, She Wrote. Okay, so Mark, you'll play Jessica. I will play Seth and uh, Laura, and you'll play Jessica and the scene direction. I play... Scene direction and Jessica. Jessica. Jessica, that's correct. Murder, She Wrote. Act two, scene three. Interior, high school cafeteria. Jessica uses a spatula to flip a pancake. Seth arrives with an empty plate. Ash Wednesday in Cabot Cove. And of course, the pancake dinner is the hottest ticket in town. Another short stack, Seth? How about a medium-sized short stack? Jessica plops a bunch of pancakes on his plate and he wanders off. Laura, the algebra teacher, arrives with more utensils. Mrs. Fletcher, I never knew you were such a great cook. You are a master with that spatula. That's me, dear. A flash flapjack of all trades. I'd love to know your secret. Of course, it's difficult for me to get around the kitchen. 
You know, with my hand and all. Insert Laura's hand, missing the tip of her index finger. Oh my, what happened? Bitten off in a run-in with a loose dog when I was a child. I don't remember much about it other than that, other than that dogs terrify me. I try not to let that slow me down, but I have some issues with some day-to-day things like holding a pen or flipping a coin or, you know, holding a snub-nosed revolver and firing it. I see. I'm proud that you've been able to bounce back after such a traumatic experience. Cabot Cove isn't the mean streets I grew up on, but I'd feel much safer if I had a snub-nosed revolver. But I don't. I can't hold one because of my gnarled finger. Would you like to see my gnarled finger again? Maybe just one more peek. Jessica inspects Laura's finger again. Well, I should be probably getting back to work. Laura leaves and Jessica watches pensively. Laura fumbles helplessly to put utensils away. Seth returns with an empty plate. Ah, I see you've met Miss Badfinger. Seth, that's rude. That's her name, Laura Badfinger. She teaches algebra here at the high school. She's in a pretty bad fight with her neighbors over their loud schnauzers. Constantly at city council meetings complaining. Beastly animals, if you ask me. City council over some loud puppies? She says the dogs are causing psychological strife. Said something about, I don't know, burning down the fucking house to the ground and shooting these damn dogs and their owners right in their goddamn heads, but I can't because of a gnarled finger. But I guess, you know, context is probably the key here. Jessica watches Laura pensively. (laughs) That's good. It's pretty much what the show is. Yeah. Just just them leaning into the fact. Remember, hey, remember this. Remember she can't hold a gun. Or she says she can't hold a gun. Well, I think the reveal in the script, it would be fun to read the scripts because I bet it's like you just did or like insert gnarled finger this is important and like just like yeah sure fuck it sure don't tell me my job asshole no but i think in the script it would be something like her left hand is gnarled and as she's putting utensils away she drops something and catches it with her right hand and jessica realizes she's right-handed all along that's good it's good stuff it's good stuff all right uh good Good pages. Yeah. I did something a little differently. Mm-hmm. I was kind of inspired by... I love that your pages are always like act three, scene five, <laughs> like somewhere just in the middle. So mine is actually act uh, five, scene five, pretty a- much... Act five, scene five. Pretty much the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, Andrew, you have one line. I have I one line. And I'll cue you. I'm looking at it. Okay. Oh, you'll cue me. Okay. All right. Jessica, the sheriff, Dr. Montgomery, and Seth stand in the empty locker room. Jessica. That's right, Dr. Montgomery. You killed the director of the school's production of The Importance of Being Earnest to cover your fraud and distract from the missing Medicare benefits. You had to have the murder happen at exactly the right moment so that the body would be found and the death announced during the broadcast of a Prairie Home Companion. Sheriff. I tell you, Jessica, I can't believe this kind of thing would happen while so many members of the Apollo 11 team would be in Cabot Cove. Jessica. Neither did I. And in fact, I must confess that I suspected Michael Collins at first. Sorry, Mike. Angle on the members of the Apollo missions. Water off a duck's back. Dr. Montgomery. 
I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you and this fine example of a true American hero. You're right. I am a shining example of human potential. That isn't what I said, Buzz Aldrin, but yes, you are. They all laugh. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's it's, it. It's just that easy. I feel like we didn't mention it, but I feel like they did have crossovers with like Matlock, right? And like other oldies. They did have a crossover with Magnum P.I. That's it. That's it, Mark. That's it. That's it. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everybody. everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you. We'll see you later. We'll, we'll, we're gonna go and solve our own mystery. What the next show's gonna be about? <laughs> if if this, if this show will continue into the new year we'll before be, we go back to best of the best. We'll see what happens. Ooh. 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 Get excited, everybody. We'll see you later. So long. As they flew out of sight. Merry Christmas to all. To all a good friend, I guess. Spooktacular again. Yeah, doing another right. spooktacular next week. Load it up, so man. Fire it up. That. Here we go. Stereo, stereo music. <laughs>